Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. I'm Brian. And we are at the store today, Brian. And we're going to talk about, you know, it's the start of 2023. And we've both gone back and listened to the 2022 episode <laughs> and thought, what were we thinking? Because none of that, <laughs> very did, little of that plan survived. I did some of the plan. I did some of my plan. I, I, I did... I did point A, and then, you know, went off track after that. <laughs> well, you know, I think I did a little bit of that. So, okay. Before we do that, let's talk about the convention scenes coming up. Yeah. Because um, conventions did start up last year. But I know for a lot of, like, the big ones, um, they did not go as well as what people thought they would go. I know especially from vendors, like Echelon Software. Yes, there was a lot of big problems with last year's conventions. Well, I know Indianapolis, that was a poop show. Everybody that went said it was one of the worst conventions they've ever been to, and especially for one that's been going on for that long. Well, it was funny because I was... I was actually driving by Indianapolis on Sunday, like the last day of the convention. And I thought, well, maybe I could just park next to the convention center, roll in real, real quick, grab like the limited stuff, and then roll out. Like it, maybe if I time it right, I'll catch it a couple hours before they close on Sunday. I'm glad I didn't because um, when I was talking to John who went, he said it's like... Um, like everything that everyone wanted was like sold out on the first day. Yeah, and, and it uh, was even lower attendance. Oh yeah, he said it was brutal. Since he paid for a stand to sell Black Powder Red Earth there, which we'll talk about later, um, he hated it. He said it was not worth the time to set up as a vendor at that convention. Which is wild because when you think Gen Con, you think the biggest convention... You think the most people is as a vendor. That's that's your dream. That's yeah. that is the that is the that is the holy grail of events. That's you head there and like, if if you can't make it there, then pretty sure your your product's bad. But every every single vendor that I follow that went to Gen Con last year had problems. Yeah, he said like only what like Catalyst, game doing the battle tech. Yeah. And then um, Games Workshop, they did fine. Of but they, it was just they, they've been around for thirty years. But it was only for their limited stuff. Yeah, of course. Like people rolled in, got the limited stuff, and then they left. Yep. <laughs> and so, so I'm glad I didn't spend the uh, entrance fee for a couple hours to show up to like nothing. Yeah, like okay, <laughs> this this was not worth my time. Uh, well, I'm hoping this year's a bit better because I'm. Doing convention stuff this year. Now, are you doing LVO? I am not doing LVO. Um, I don't. I don't have anything to do for LVO right now. Um, I could, but I'm saving it for Adepticon. Okay, you're going to Adepticon, the true, the true miniature war game. The, the true game. miniature uh, convention. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Um, yesterday. Um, Let's give some reference of recording time. but uh, well, So this is Monday, and this, this will come out yesterday, Friday. Yes. Yeah. So yesterday was the registration, um, which if you are 
going to Adepticon, you know that was a very stressful time. Um, that was a very rough registration. Um, everybody had problems. Like, was it like Taylor Swift tickets? Like, oh my God. No, worse. <laughs> it was worse. It was worse. Everybody says it was worse because that was brought up. That was brought up several times as reference. <laughs> People kept saying, it's like, well, this is a Swifty T event. So um, uh, it was, uh, I got through um, the tickets that I wanted sold out within five minutes. Apparently, I could have gone back and gotten one, um, but whatever. Um, but it kept crashing and it took me 25 minutes to check out. Um, other people were saying minimum of 50 minutes. Um, so this is to buy the ticket to get in and then register for like the different events. Yep. Cause you buy, you buy by event. That's like what I did with Nova. Yeah, you buy, yeah. you could buy a ticket. Um, I bought a swag bag because of course it's my first big convention. I want, I want a swag bag. Um, but yeah, so you could, the French is free if you want it to be, um, but in order to buy the events, you have to buy a ticket. Um, so I bought my ticket, got the events that I wanted, I got everything that I wanted, which is cool, but it was stressful for that first 25 minutes, and then I got through, um, so uh, that will be in March. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking that... Uh... This convention scene will probably be more well attended than last year's. Very much so. I think because of, I think the problems were because of the amount of people. I think everybody was saying last year we went really well, but last year was also low attendance. This year I think we're going to get a huge, huge spike in uh, COVID. I mean, people going to tournaments. Um, so I think this is going to be packed. What, when's Adepticon? March 22nd to the 26th. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I won't be anywhere near that state that month. I'll be in, uh, I'll be in Maryland. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, could I swing by? Maybe I could maybe modify my route to like swing by, <laughs> try to get some of that limited stuff. But well, I mean, I'll be there. Right? Yeah, that's why I'll, I'll just hand you the money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I need to see what um, is going to be there because, um, like, la- you you set me up with the guy, the LVO last year yes um to get like uh enemy spotted studios had a kill wager limited release model and yes didn't show what it looked like it was a guy sitting out the ground holding up a beer bottle i was like sure <laughs> not even a base like, okay it's different yeah. I, I don't know if it was you know 15 dollars different or out there but okay i've got it and i i found it <laughs> so like i spent christmas I, my wife goes through this thing like her spring cleaning is done just starting December 26 running until yesterday and uh, because it's like we get all this new stuff so it's like everything's got to get ripped apart all the shelves get changed around so to be fair I do the same thing <laughs> I just got done cleaning my space so <laughs> I, fa- I found that kill wager model it's like oh that's where I put it I'll put you back 
I'll get around to you someday. <laughs> so uh, I want to I want to see what some of the limited stuff coming out is because yes. uh, I know Adepticon. I think uh, Enemy Spotted will be there with some of their in country and kill wager stuff. I know they're going to be at LVO with like their new season and. Um, what are some of the stuff you're going to Adepticon for? Because there's stuff I'm interested in, but I don't know if it's going to be for sale. I think like Black Echelon Software with Black Powder Reddit, they're going to be demoing stuff that isn't released yet. Um, so it's like, well, I can't buy it, so I don't there's, care about that. So events-wise, uh, I've got a couple things, but like new stuff. Um, one thing that I signed up for is to demo uh, Warcrow by Corvus Belli, um, the makers of Infinity. Um, and if, I don't know how, I think I mentioned Infinity at least once an episode. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel uh, obligated to. Um, but uh, I'm very excited to check that out. I'm not the biggest fan of buying new miniatures for a single game now. Um, now that I've played, you know, 90 different games with ten the same 10 miniatures. Um, but I want to see how the rules are because Corpus Belli makes good stuff, um, and I like fantasy uh, dungeon crawlers. Um, I'm also going to be checking out Onslaught by D and D. Oh, that that comes out this year. Yes, and they'll be they're pushing it pretty hard at Adepticon. Are they releasing the sets? They will have them for sale at Adepticon. Okay. Yes. So I think that's I think that's pretty close to after. Uh, either right at release of, uh, I think they're launching it right around that time. Okay. So either we'll have it in hand before I go to Adepticon, or it releases at Adepticon. Um, so okay. I'll be excited to see that. Other than that, there's um, there's this game, I think it's called Lunar Wars. Oh, uh, Black Sight Studios. Black Sight yeah. Studios, yeah. So I, I, I know they're there. They said that they're going to be there. They haven't released anything about what they're, uh, they have to show there, but I might if they have a starter set there, I might grab it. You know, that's an example of someone was too big a fan of Moonraker. Yes, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Well, you know, they, they do get, because uh, they've been pushing their ads on Facebook. Yes. You get the uh, guy in the space suit with, like, his commando knife out. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a great design. It catches your eye. You're like, okay, big bulky spacesuits and guns. Cool. Sweet. Let's do this. Oh, what was that? Um, Steve Carell did that show Space Force? Yes. <laughs> At least they're on the moon trying to fight each other. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what that's I thought. What... Yep. And I was just like, yeah, I want to replay that. Of course I do. <laughs> You know, we will okay when they're on there and they like start raiding each other's camps. <laughs> you know, it's a bad sign when the guy you're going to raid is like driving towards your camp and you're driving towards his. It's like, no, this isn't going to end well. You can't stop now. <laughs> they just, just look at each other as you pass by. <laughs> but yeah, we'll have to. I don't know. I they put out Blacksite Studios. They put out a lot of good games. Yes. There. But they're, and I heard they're very entertaining, but I haven't tried just because it's just so, like you said, it's just a niche game. Very niche. At, at least they had the one game, what what was it, like um, Far Future with genetic cloning, and they had like um, 
you could have Ronald Reagan versus Lennon versus Castro, and it was like a death yes. match for the entertainment. Yeah, uh, I can't watcher. remember what that yeah. was called, but yeah, that, they, that one I I. I, I no, that's kind of appealing, but it's like, no, that's what am I, <laughs> what am I gonna do with that? Yeah, Dang. exactly. There's so many games out there that are they look amazing, they look really cool, but who are you gonna play it with? Well, let me ask you, um, do you think Steel Rifts will be there? Still, I hope so. There was a couple events for Steel Rift. That okay. I was, I was looking at them. I was, I was, I was semi interested. Um, there's a couple weekend-long tournaments, so that's that's cool. There is a scene for it. Um, I haven't heard any word from Ash Parker or Death Ray Designs that they're going to be there, but I imagine they will be. Yeah, that's the big one. How can... Uh, even if... I don't know. Because I know, was, I know uh, John got burned on Gen Con, so he's going to Adepticon, but only to demo his game. He's not yes. buying a vendor's booth. So... Even if so, there's going to be a Steel Rifts event. You should at least like show up. Yes. Because I, I think what John's doing is he's bringing like, if you go to the demo of his game, he's got like a special voucher to, to like he'll give you a deal when you buy on his store. Okay. Well, so I'm yeah. Have to go visit him. That's like that's not a that's not a bad idea. Um, but so what tournaments are you doing at Adepticon? So I, at first I was going to pack my schedule and do like four different tournaments. I was like, you know, smaller ones where I only need like five to six miniatures uh, or less. Um, then I was like, you know, I'm, if I just spend all my time playing games, I'm gonna get burnt out. Uh, I'm not gonna have time to do any, you know, shopping. Um, and I'm not gonna be able to do demos, which is what I really wanna do. So I cut it down to two. And so I'm doing on Thursday night, Thursday or Friday, I'm doing a, yeah, Thursday night, I'm doing a Middle Earth miniature game uh, battle companies tournament. You mentioned that our last uh, planning for 2022, so that, that was one of the ones you stuck yeah, with. I'm, I'm sticking with it. Um, I actually didn't move forward with anything other than buying stuff for it. <laughs> but now I, you know, I'm forcing myself to get into a tournament and so I have to be painted um, because it's, it's Adepticon. I, I feel like it's an unwritten rule that everything you play has to be fully painted. It's a miniatures tournament. Um, so we'll be doing that and then I am also doing a uh, on Saturday, a Gaslands tournament. Um, I only need one car. So other than all the miniatures that I need to paint for uh, Mezbeg, uh, I only need one car for uh, Gaslands. So those are the two tournaments I'm doing, but I'm also going to be doing uh, demos for Warcrow, um, Onslaught, and whatever other games I can find. And then I'm also doing a painting class by Weird Miniatures. Um, I love their miniatures. Their games are a little odd, um, but their miniatures are amazing. Um, so I'm very excited to see what I get for that. And then um, I'm also going to the Corvus Belly uh, seminar, which are always really cool. I haven't been to one in years. Um, so I'm very excited to see that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that because I pushed hard into like infinity 
mainly for the code one, but I've got the book for and four if I ever yes. decided to push it up. But um, are you thinking about going to Nova Open? Because I'm, I'm still. When is that? That's always Labor Day weekend. I believe that's September. September. I might. That is that is a possibility. Yeah, might. So it's always been. Once they moved out of the local park that they really did like their first couple at, they've always gone to like Crystal City. And Crystal City, it's it's called the Northern Virginia Open because it's on the west side of the Potomac. So there's Reagan International Airport and you could literally, if you wanted to, um, walk from the airport to where the hotel was for Nova Open. And so... I always stayed in Alexandria and work in DC when I go out there. So it was one of those things is like, it was like two miles from where I worked or two miles from a hotel. So I could always like, even when they start stuff on like Wednesday or Thursday, I could slip out and head down in there. Now I heard they want to move it to downtown DC. So Nova Open will now move from Northern Virginia into DC because they want to go, they said, well, we want to go to a new convention space. It's like, Okay, the, there's a Verizon Center. So I'm looking at going to Chinatown. That's north side of the mall. I hate driving up to the north side of the mall and parking there. Um, it's much, That's where, like, the um, big car show, like when they do the D.C. car show. Oh, yes. Um, so I think if they have it at uh, the Verizon Center or D.C. Convention Center, um, that's Chinatown. Uh, so if you need to go to Fuddruckers, or Hooters, that's in Chinatown. Um, <laughs> there might be a China, a Chinese restaurant left in there, but uh, there's a Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> but, so it's just one of those things. It's no longer, it's something where I, I have to go out of my way from where I stay and where I work. It's no longer like in the middle of it's my no travel route. It's perfect for you. Yeah. Um, yes. Now I know for a lot of the Marylanders who live out there, it's right off the red line. So you live in Montgomery County or like Baltimore. There's like this little U-shaped uh, transit line that runs uh, a heavy rail line. So you, it's like right there because um, they have a Verizon Convention Center stop. So it is convenient from that point of view because um, it's much more central to like how the transit system set up. But it's not convenient to the airport anymore. Yeah. I mean, you got to change lines. And um, so it's like... Do I want to go to it? You know, they have, I might go in there to shop if I schedule a trip, go buy something. But yeah, yeah. I like to do a drop in, like Necromunda game or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll think about it. I have, it's a lot of traveling for one year for me because <laughs> um, I have other travel plans as well. Um, but it, hey, if Sean supports me doing it, then I'll, I'll go do it. Hey, cause he, so Depticon is actually kind of a work thing for you. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, it, I will be going with the owner of Etten Games and we will be doing store stuff there. Yeah. This... Looking at future stuff and <laughs> buying things for the store. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about what happened at the, uh, what was it, November of last year. Big surprise, Warhammer did their big final tournament event in um, New Mexico. Yeah. Like, drivable distance from where I live, which is really cool. And down the road from where I live. So I live in Rio Rancho. It was in the Pueblo, the, the Indian Reservation, next to Rio Rancho. So it was like, leave my neighborhood, turn left, 
and just drive. And I'm there. And I thought, what an odd place. <laughs> it, was, it was very nice. The hotel is absolutely amazing. It's a, it's a very, very nice resort. Um, and had enough space for everything. Um, there was, it was not lacking space. It was, I mean, if they did anything in New Mexico, it's going to be out there. Um, and See, I thought they would do it at, the big hotel is the Sandia. Yeah. That, that's the one, like, you can see from the plane. Yes. It's, a, it's massive. It, it, and it's, it's out, just outside of the city, but still, like, in the city. Well, yeah, there's, um... Yeah, there's that road that takes you right out of the city. You cross the line into the reservation, and then you hit the casino there. So it's like it's right over the border. Like, you can't get any closer to the res. Like, they built it right there for a reason. They have really cheap gas at their two gas stations across from there. And you're right outside outside the city. So if you want to go into the city, it's right there. This one... I didn't even know there was a hotel there. I lived there. I did not know. I had no idea. If you turned down that single lane road. I've heard of it. I've heard the name. Well, I thought it was the gambling one because that res has apparently two casinos. One I've been to, well, two resorts. One is the casino where, like, I've gone because they have an event space there. Yes. um, And it's like Caesar's Palace, 1985. uh, Smoke. Like, if you went old school Vegas, like, people smoking like that. Yeah, that's it. This one was, like, next to that, like, down, like, a single road. Like, yeah. I had no idea it was back there. When I was driving there, I was just like, oh, there's the casino. Oh, I'm passing it, and I still don't have the directions telling me to go. Turn there. right. Okay, yeah. cool, all right. And then just, you know, right past that, you go, you know, 10 miles down a dark road into the desert, and boom, you're there in a beautiful, beautiful area. I mean, it's, it's a golf resort and it's yeah. a nice one. So, I mean, it was beautiful, but it, it was it was out there. Yeah, that is a, what we call like a hardcore golf resort. You get some of those in like South Carolina or Florida. Yeah. Like you go there to play golf. That's You're not it. interested in anything else. Nope. You don't want to gamble. You don't want to eat at like four-star restaurants. You want to play golf all day. Yep, and then you go drink at the, the bar that's yeah. on premise afterwards, and then you go, yep, that's it. Um, but everybody said that it was a lot of fun. Um, I went there a couple times. I didn't play in it, um, but I went there to, you know, support the the local crowd and everybody was having fun. There was some amazing boards. Uh, I went to several of the, there was these meetings that they had, like to break down what happened during the day. Um, and everybody was in character. Um, so like each person, each faction had a lead person that was in character and in costume and everything. And it was super cool. It was well coordinated. It was one of the cooler events I've ever seen. And it was really cool to have it in our backyard. Yeah. Cause that was an invitational. So it was the final tournament against all the people that won. Yeah, that was the main event. And then there's the narrative where all like all the local people went out there. Yeah, there was a lot of people from all over the place though. There yeah, was, for narrative. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. Uh, I so I just went there for the um, Forge World store. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, I I spent a lot of money there. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I made sure one of my trips went through Dallas, and um, unfortunately, it was the. I went there the weekend after they had like their store anniversary event. 
So like everything you wanted me to get or I wanted to get was like gone. gone. Yeah, I had a list. You had a list. I was like, okay, well, I'll take this one. <laughs> I still bought, spent a lot of money with oh, a boy. very small package. But then um, I went to that one and it's like, okay. And I bought, they had more stuff. You informed me that if they didn't have it on the shelves, the back stock room probably had it. I didn't realize they didn't put out they every had the stock room. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize either. Until Which is like, probably a good thing I didn't realize because I. Yeah, the first night I went there, I found some things and I was like, oh, they didn't have some of these things. And I went back the other night and I was like, oh, hey, they still have they they have new like new stuff that I didn't see yesterday. Okay, I'll just snatch a bunch of this up <laughs> <laughs> and spent way too much money. <laughs> yeah. well, that's. So I just rolled in there, got my uh, ton of Necromunda stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got all my Horus Heresy stuff that I was looking forward to. So they didn't have any of the, the Mezbeg stuff, so I'm still searching for some of the Middle Earth stuff. But Yeah, that, uh, you know, the Middle Earth stuff, I think, is uh, it's interesting how much popularity it's gaining, even without the movies, because it's the movie yes. property now. But I think it's one of those games that like Necromunda, um, but even longer because it's been twenty years and that game fundamentally does not change. No, nope, like they change because they can't without getting it reapproved, so they don't want to. Exactly, it's it's in a spot where it can't really change, but they could fix the miniatures, they could redo the miniatures, which they're slowly doing, which is really cool. Um, and then they're slowly just tweaking everything as far as they can. Without, uh, having, without having to go back to like the yes. IP holder. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I do like the terrain sets. The oh, they absolutely amazing. The Osgiliath set they're coming out with yeah. this year, that looks really good. Uh, I don't want to say I'm going to get it, but I might get it. So I, I have moved my gaming space from that front foyer so you saw I had the tables there. Yes. Um, that is actually just going to be where my Lego village lives. Yeah. And I've um, and no one's allowed to touch that. <laughs> uh, no one's that, that's set. You can Lego. Yeah. So um, I've moved it all to the garage because I have like heaters in there, and so it's like I can open the door and like get full vent airflow. I don't have to worry about anyone bringing whatever respiratory virus, whatever one it is. I don't yeah, care. You, yeah, whatever, whatever's going around, around right this time. It's like, you know what? I can tell anyone who comes, it's like, look, you're going to be warm and there's going to be airflow. I've got the fridge and the widescreen TV out yeah. there. And uh, we don't keep the Xbox out there, but I got the Xbox and like the Switch, if I can ever pry it out of my daughter's hands. That's yeah, out there. So it's like, but so I had this one cabinet dedicated to I keep all the terrain <laughs> out there with the tables that we had because you we'll talk about this but you came by and we played Necromunda yeah, we played, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that one cabin is now where I keep all the terrain so it's like do you want 40k terrain okay top shelf do you want Necromunda terrain okay here and so I've got some empty spots in there so the Osgiliath stuff yeah, like slide yeah. right in there <laughs> um, we'll see how much space the Warcry terrain comes yes. up because that stuff is wild doesn't weigh much, but it is uh, bespoke. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, does it not fit, Valor. No. no. No, I've been organizing my terrain, too, and I was like, I don't, like, I have a Warcry terrain, and I have one of the old ones. And I was, like, thinking of grabbing some of the new stuff to add to it, and I was like, 
that stuff is bulky, but light, but also it, it's, I don't know if it has a place. <laughs> the, the Heart of Gur tree. So I bought the set of Heart of Gur on yes. clearance here. And I was like, okay, what does one of the trees look like? It does not fit back in the box. No. no. It, like one little branch sticks out. It looks out. great. Yeah. It looks well, great. We're already doing Let's talk about it. So last year's plan, you said Blood Bowl, which you just told us you did. Yep. Um, I went through an entire season. Uh, I painted an entire team. Um, I didn't lose every single game. I tied twice. And I lost every other game other than those, but I did tie twice. Um, so it was, it was a success. You know, you can tell Europeans made the game because a game can end in a tie. Yes. Yeah, American games can't <laughs> end in a tie. There's Jap- a winner. There's always a winner. <laughs> I feel like uh, Mr. Baseball uh, when he's playing baseball in Japan. Yes. He's like, what are you doing? Well, we're done. The game's tied. Yeah, well, we're going to leave now. No. <laughs> I don't care. Worse. You're going to overtime. He's <laughs> like, if it's the 26th inning. We're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> We're going until there's a clear winner. <laughs> uh, so how did Sigmar go? Um, well, it went. Um, uh, literally. I, there's some shifting in, you know, playgroups, and uh, the 3rd edition came out um, around that time. Um and I, you know, didn't get into it as much as I thought I was going to and ended up uh, selling my entire army. Um, so that was a resounding, I'm not going to say fail, because I moved into, a di- I moved into different games. Um, but that plan definitely fell through and completely changed. <laughs> well, so you gave up the Sigmar and just went uh, Lord of the Rings. I went full so. Lord of the Rings. Okay. I've... Pretty much, if I'm going to play a large-scale fantasy Games Workshop game, I'm going to play Lord of the Rings. If I'm going to play a large-scale Games Workshop uh, sci-fi game, I'm going to play 30K. Well, you still got your orcs for 40K. I still have my orcs, but I'm mostly transitioning towards one-page rules for those. Okay. So, I'll just jump. I think it's a good time to jump in boarding action. I think... I'm definitely going to play some 40k with that. I think that's... Uh, I mean, Orcs is just going to have a lot of fun with that. Um, so I'm, I am definitely excited about that, especially since they got three sets of the terrain for the last Kill Team boxes. Yeah. And I personally got three sets of terrain. Two or three. But still, that's all I need. Yeah, so I listening to what we did last year, is like we didn't know how Kill Team 2.0 was going out. But since then, towards the end of, la- of 2022, they started doing Into the Dark and uh, Shadow Vaults, and we're waiting for the third release there. But it's the idea of they exploring a Space Hulk yes. um, with miniatures. So I bought it just, okay, this is going to be Necromunda, like these tunnels and corridors and everything. Um, but then they said, you know, we're going to do boarding action. So we're going to take that terrain set, and you can play... Um, 40k combat patrol in a space hulk so it removes the fast attack the tanks the flyers this is just infantry and elites going at it and we've seen some of the stuff they're doing now like which is more like what you saw in the books like a chaplain and a group of terminators go crazy in there now what i think is funny about that is towards the issue of 
the end of Kill Team 1.0, they did that one box set of like the heavy bolter Primaris with the Necron guys that wear the flesh skin. Yeah, the flayed ones. The flayed ones. And I bought a couple of those boards because I said, you know, wouldn't it be great to play a game of 40K but with tunnels in it? Because on that board, there's one place you could put a, um, a, a grav tank, like the Redemptor yeah. tank. It's like, yeah, you can run a Redemptor tank, but it fits in this one hallway and it can go forward. And that's, and that's about it. Yep. <laughs> of course, now we see it's like, They've actually done, they're going to do that. And it's going to have its own rules. It's going to be called boarding action, um, which does make me think of what the third uh, kill team box will be. I'm Because I'm bringing this up because kill team 1.0, the rogue trader box set, I found the terrain when I was cleaning my stuff out. I I primed it and painted it. But when you take that and you put it next to the terrain and into the dark, you could see of where the Rogue Trader box was just the rough maquettes for what the train was into the dark. Yes. But if you go to that Space Marine Necron box, they did something similar. There's Necron doors and little Necron scattered terrain. Yes. It makes me wonder, like, are they going to have a boarding action with Necron-themed terrain? So Necron corridors. Or I would love to see even, like, Orc. Yeah. Like, or, or, like a giant Orc. Uh, ship. Like, what? What does the interior of that look like? <laughs> a nightmare. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that's just a guess because Rogue Trader to Into the Dark, you can see. Okay, three years. Here's a rough sketch. They turn into something. Yes. They've got a rough sketch of Necron. Will they turn into something or just walk away? Or yeah. Um, much like Speed Freaks. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. You only have how many copies? Three. Three copies of Speed Freaks. Because nobody wants to play it. Because it was unsupported and just a way to sell orc buggies. So let's talk about something we were excited about in that episode we did at the launch of January 2022. Um, Curse City. Curse And we said, oh, fully supported expansions. Yeah, that was a... That's a game. Believe me, I am so glad that that ran out of stock <laughs> before I bought it. Yeah, I was excited for it. You know, it was looking cool. It was it was a board game style like uh, uh, what was the forty k one? Blackstone Black Fortress. Yeah. yeah, it was like I was excited. It's a fantasy version of that. Uh, we're going back to old school Warhammer Quest. Super cool, and then it sold out. You know, almost instantly. We got like two copies in the store, and then nothing, nothing for a long time, and then they did a uh, a reprint of it, a really fast one that was only up for like three days, um, and then they finally reprinted it in October. Full full you know availability, but we've gotten three expansions from it so far. With no miniatures, With which is what we no were excited about. Miniatures, yeah. yes. But you still need to buy miniatures. Yeah. You look at the back of them and it says, if you want to play this, you need these miniatures. Because yeah, I, I was listening to Peachy. He's like on some YouTube channel. I'm blanking on the name, but he was talking about that. Like the whole back and forth. Um, we made the miniatures. We don't have the paper. We'll push the miniatures out in these different sets. We got to get rid of them. Oh, what? We have the paper products now. Uh, we'll sell those. 
we'll make an expansion cost twice as much as what was originally planned. Brilliant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. And unless, like, I've, I've talked to people that have the game, and they're like, we don't want the expansion because I have to buy these miniatures. And there was somebody that was like, I'm glad I got into this game um, and wanted the expansions because I already have the army that all these miniatures belong to, so I already don't have to buy anything. If I didn't have that army, I wouldn't buy this game. Yeah. And so it, it suffered really big because... It didn't have the miniatures with it. You know, I honestly think probably more people play Blackstone Fortress still. I <laughs> than think play so. Curse City. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least the base game has all the miniatures that you need. Yeah. Um, so I think people will still pick up the base game, but past that, I don't think the we'll see any movement on the expansions. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking right. I see three of them. Yeah, right there. Know. Yeah, it's four. Four. <laughs> Well, let me, so we meandered a little bit there, but that, that was good. Um, so I think my plan, except for Necromunda, collapsed. I'm still, we got some games of Necromunda in. Okay. I've actually got a game after this episode dropped Friday, and I'll have another game of Necromunda at my house. Just some random guys from the store who happened to live up in Rio Rancho, uh, stopping by. You're working that day. I am but working that day. What you have to understand is um, since in our friend group, we have like this garage set up that people really like. Um, so we got like tables, chairs, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. fridge, everything. So people want to use it. So my wife now has it to where like, if there's a day she doesn't want people to come over, that becomes a day that, oh, I'm sorry, James James has the room for one of his games. We can't do it that day. <laughs> so she wants to do something there Sunday. So she's like, I don't want to do it Saturday. Don't you have a game that day? Yeah, sure. Like, yes, okay. I do, yeah. I guess. Because <laughs> it's like, if I do it, it's Sunday because you're off Sunday. And, and, off Na Sunday, and Nathan's yeah. off Sunday. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, who am I going to get? <laughs> To come to my house on well, Saturday, a week out. People, which is good. I mean, fortunately, I met someone at that. Uh, some people at um, the uh, flea markets. Yes. So you just put some stuff out there, and that's where you actually get to meet a lot of a lot of people, and they tell you what they play. So. Yes. Yeah. That is a. It's a really like it's a great time to sell your stuff, but it's a better time to meet people in the community. Yeah. So I quick note on the flea market for any like store that wants to do a flea market so we've done one of every and so this year based upon some advice you guys held it on black friday yes uh was successful but also it was still lower there was still not a lot of people as usual not as many yeah. people as usual but I think when we say usual, we don't mean usual. The March flea market is insane. It's the big, it's the biggest and busiest one because everyone, it's after the holidays. And so, and it's right around spring. So everybody's doing their spring cleaning, getting rid of stuff. Uh, they got all their old, their new stuff. So they like moving out of new, uh, new army, new, uh, new year, new army. So people are looking for new stuff. Um, People have a bunch of stuff to sell. March is the best one. The bigger one, I think, tax refunds. 
spectacular. Because I've also, I've noticed the flea markets like after the March one because I I do insane, and yeah. I, I and the other ones are all right, but the amount of money even though the attendance drops the amount of money stays the same. So it's a lot of these people like the other ones are people like clearing out their collections. Yes. To try to, to get money to buy stuff. March is where people show up flush, like buyers outnumber sellers. Yeah. The other ones are more of like people just doing flat exchanges. Yes. There. So it's like the tax refund seasons. When and you... the last one, like it was definitely better than the years before um, that time. Um, but people are looking for, you know, gifts. Yeah. And you don't want something used for a gift. So yeah. people don't go to the thrift, to the... Uh, flea market because you know they might want something they want but you know they're spending money on other things and the money is going towards other things at yeah. that time so it's a it's good to have at that time of year but also it's going to be the lowest one yeah that's uh and that was probably the one where like i showed up and all like all the tables were gone yeah and it's like people showed up way before they were supposed to and grab tables way before they were supposed to, <laughs> to to sell stuff so but i got a good spot inside since you guys opened the door like right on time so i slipped in there yes. grab that table uh but that i sell mostly kill team stuff at that and so kill team has just been going game oh, busters yeah, out there not only kill team becoming a powerhouse game um, Which we questioned in January we 22. Did, yeah, we, we, we didn't know where it was going to go, and it went up. I mean, it is probably one of the most played games in the store now um, than any other game, just because all the 40K players are moving towards Kill Team because it's faster, it's you know tighter rules, and it's more competitive, and I feel like but it's also easier for casuals to get into. So there's a big casual part to it and a big competitive part to it, which just makes it a really good game for everybody. So we're seeing a huge increase in people playing it. So, yeah, we were we were questioning it, and we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what will be interesting is how boarding action affects us. Because when Kill Team 1.0 came out, the next expansions were Elites and Commanders. Yes. So boarding action basically uses the same terrain as kill teams into the dark and shadow vaults but what does it add it adds like a chaplain yes commissar so like these so essentially they're elites not and leaders yeah elites <laughs> and commanders but it's like you know what you're not going to get away playing kill team you're going to have to play regular 40k and yeah. combat patrol so it's like a more subtle because commanders and elites was never really accepted in yeah, kill it was, team one it wasn't also good well, my problem with it is that they did it backwards. Yeah. Command. They've released commanders first, which was completely weird. Yeah. It, when you actually, because we played commanders. And it was weird. Yeah, because it's like, commanders made sense when elites came out because yeah, elites were really good. That was a really good expansion. So commanders didn't really have the synergies you needed with the regular base game. Yes. They needed synergies with the elites and then the base game. So it should have been base game, uh, elites. elites, then commanders. Yes. Um, I guess lesson learned. They're just going to, we're going to skip that whole commanders, elites, elites issue. 40 cages. Combat patrol. Yep. Which I'm actually excited about because I thought about doing that when, like, as we mentioned in the previous 
when those corridor boards came out for yes. kill team. It's like, okay, now we can do corridor well, I mean, boards. It's just, it's just pretty much the zone mortalis rules for 30k. It's, yeah. Yeah, 30k has had these rules for a long time, and now it's finally getting ported over to 40k. Yeah, having rules for interior, like measuring, like the wall yes. blocks you got to measure around. Yes. Uh, so no I'm, big tanks. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I have custodes. I've got like the kill teams I have. So place. you know what? Boarding actually actually takes those. If you had a commander, elites, regular kill team from 1.0, you're now ready for boarding action. All yeah. those armies become viable again for boarding action. Yeah, exactly. So, that's a, I'm just gonna bring 30 orc boys <laughs> and an orc box. That's 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 all. But <laughs> actually, grots. Just bring your grot army to boarding. <laughs> Just Here flood the board. They're just in every corridor. Like, I can't move forward. <laughs> that was always the joke with, like, um, in first edition, kill team with, like, custodes. Just clog the halls because you're dead. Because you can't kill a custodes. No. But you can stand in front of them so they can't touch any objectives. Because yeah. they'll just, like, whack you. So it's, like, choke the hallways with our dead and so they can't <laughs> achieve the mission. Yes. <laughs> That'll be the grot way. It's just, like, here, let me fill the board. With grunt anymore. <laughs> you just skip your turn. No, I do nothing. <laughs> Walk away, get a soda. <laughs> We're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> I don't actually need to be here. Remove the remove, roll my defense dice for me. Remove the pieces as you feel. I'm gonna take off. <laughs> yeah, I got somewhere else to be. So, um, now, listening back, did you ever? Did you get games of Raven Feast? Yeah. I did not, no. No, no, the, right, no. The, neither did I. No, because that, of uh, changing groups and, uh, or, you know, group dynamics changing and stuff like that, um, uh, the person that I was playing with uh, didn't want to play anymore, so, no. <laughs> yeah, so let's say, Alex left, so he was the one I was going to play Spectre with, because he, I got him the rule book from the yeah. UK, and he was playing Raven Feast, and so he moved, right? Like, no. Oh, he's still around? Yeah. Okay. I thought he was going to move back east. Okay. So I was like, oh, that, that fell apart, that group. Yeah. But, I mean, there's still people to play with. I still yeah. have my miniatures, so maybe one of these days. But I, I've got, you know, other projects. Yeah, that's, um... So... Let's talk about going forward. Yes. <laughs> what supplants the new game? So I still have all the silver brain that stuff. That so you the last update we did it hasn't changed since then. No. So you still have a Russian army. I have a French faction. That's it. Yeah. But you know what? More stuff is coming out. They're finally put out word the first expansion book. Really. And all factions are starting to get their wave two. Okay, that'd be nice. I wouldn't yeah. mind more miniatures. So, it's weird only having, like, I have one of those little small chess X boxes, and it's weird only having half of it filled. <laughs> well, so, uh, as I mentioned when we started talking about Silver Bayonet, say, well, it makes sense that you would buy um, uh, Sharp's Practice and go to War Games of Land and get 95th Rifles. So I did that, so I have Sharp's Practice sitting on my shelf, and <laughs> I have 95th Rifles. Um, but I also now have... Uh, Napoleonic Epic Warlord Games, like 13.5mm, oh, yes. I have those. I was looking at it, I was like, why don't I just cut out rectangles? 
I just we've talked about them before. Why don't I just and have rectangles? That's all you need is it's just a footprint. It, yeah. It's a complete abstraction of what like because you play by battalions and they're like they're supposed to be four, but you can go down to three or up to five rectangles. It's like I don't need to finish painting these. I can just get rectangles now. I just got to find someone who plays. <laughs> and see, I was thinking the same thing for. Uh, uh, Song of Ice and Fire. It's because the miniatures don't really matter. You don't really need the miniatures. There's no line of sight. There's no, you know, silhouettes or anything like mm -hmm. that. It's, you know, you're on a board. You take one off to represent how much how much points you've lost. Yeah. And so if you just have that rectangle with, like, little markers on it to represent the how many points it has, that's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. They're... They're nice. Uh, I'll get through them eventually. I, I need to get another trip in. That's when I get all my big paint. Yes. Like I'm like in my hotel room on the weekends. <laughs> I just start grinding. Like okay, let's paint Can all these guys. Local party. Uh, the local club scene and. <laughs> to, so I go to a place where I don't know anybody. And it's like, I'm not going to hang out in a bar. Yeah, like, no. Last time I, I said, <laughs> last time, like, I went to a bar and it was on my phone. Like, someone came up to me and said, can you believe that shot? Like, Who are you? Why are <laughs> you talking? I know this is a friendly neighborhood bar, but I'm not here to interact with no this drunk individual. <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, explain it to me. She's like, no. She could tell I wasn't watching the game, so she hadn't. You interrupted me while I was on my phone. I'm trying to engage with you now, so I'm not... Okay, fine. Let's screw this. But, you know, that was the thing. Is January 2022, Eagles and Empire shut down. Yeah. And so they actually moved within walking distance of my hotel. So now we did a... I went out there and I interviewed one of, like, the store managers. So your Harvey Place, Alexandria. Yeah. So I'm... Ne next trip out. Go get some games because they are actually one of the stock is for Black Powder Red Earth, oh, okay. which is a miniature game made by software game designers. So it's it's an ultra modern game, but the games last like twenty to thirty minutes because bullets really hurt you and are brutal. So it's like your guys, there's no real armor save for bullet. Like, ah, oh, bullets, my one weakness. <laughs> it's not 40K. Like, did I save against the bullet? No. Like, you know, you're, you're lying face down now. Uh, so the game's over pretty quick, um, and they play it there. So it's like, I bought it to that game pretty hard. And, um, and I bought, like, the target pack. So I've got, like, the terrain. And all the terrain is flat pack. Oh, nice. So it's like playing a video game. Like, if you look down, so you don't need walls... It's all flat, so it like fits in a box. It's easy to just throw in my car and drive. And they've started expanding it. And it's just more flat back terrain. They now have like little doors, and they have like these little wall um, corners to hold the second floor. So mm -hmm. like the expansion of the game. So they have the base game, twenty six inch by twenty six inch board. Now phase line one, the board's longer, so it's a giant rectangle, not a square. And there's like two story buildings in the center. And the idea is like when we play like Infinity. Or anything it's like the inside of the buildings are dead because there's no even if there are rules for going inside a building who goes inside the building because you gotta like yeah the building might not be able to be accessed or you gotta lift up boards so like okay we'll just hang out on the outside what they did is they made like these little wall corners 
and you stack them and you stack the plates. So it becomes more like a construction site, like the buildings just has the steel girders up. Oh, yeah. So the plates are marked for where the windows are, but you can actually reach in there and move your guys around. No, so it actually cool. adds verticality yeah, to it. Uh, so um, there's a YouTuber, War Corgi, interviewed. So yes. I'm going to try to swing through St. Louis, get a game in with him, oh, cool. head out uh, to D.C., try to get some games in there because if you build it right, like I said, there's terrains all flat packed and you can get away with like five miniatures each side. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to go horde and a horde is like 10, something like that. So it's like, all right, I put, I pushed hard into that and they're, they're nice miniatures. So I've continued just buying ultra moderns and painting them up. But okay. one of the things I like about black powder red earth is, um, the rule book's a good price, and the miniatures are a good price. Which that flat pack terrain is very expensive. Weird. What? So if we bought a um, some war game, uh, we did Warhammer, mm -hmm. and you bought some like the Age of Sigmar, like tokens out there. What are they made out of? Usually, usually the hard pack cardboard. Yeah. yeah. These are acrylic. Uh, so I I started in my yeah. in my unboxing videos. What I do is I actually take water, and I put it on the boards, the terrain boards. Water doesn't bother it. No, it's a grill. The um the um playing cards that they have. He got like this uh, paper material. So like I took my hand, dipped it in water, and then put it on the card and smeared it. And then you can just wipe the card off. The card doesn't absorb the water. Oh, cool. I mean, you can't soak it. Like the acrylic, you can dunk in water. Oh, and it yeah, comes out yeah. wipes off. It's fine. Um, the cards, it's like you can get stuff on them and it'll wipe off. Don't let it sit in the water, but it can get wet. And if you move quickly enough, it's fine. Where like any other game, the water would instantly absorb it. Oh, you always yeah. Know. Water so, touches anything from Games Workshop. Yeah. It's not plastic. Well, any game. So it's like all, all the expense... Of the product goes into like this high durability uh, terrain and the stuff that most people just throw away. Yeah. So like, I told John is like, you know, this stuff will outlast the interest in the game. Like, because yes. people rotate in and out of games, and when you buy cardboard, like, ah, throw it. I can throw that away, yeah, or it gets damaged. No, he's. I think from what he told me, he's taken like just one pack of the terrain. And he's given around 400 demo games on that same set of cards, on that same terrain. So oh, wow. It's like, I like the durability, especially since I travel with it. And it's like, normally, as we said, I like to check people out before I invite them over to my house uh, to play. Because my Necromunda terrain is Games Workshop. And I said, no Cheetos no on Cheetos. my board. No, no like, Cheetos. yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's why there's a sink in that garage. You know, you go, you can go wash up now. <laughs> But it's like, you got to be careful. Like, that stuff, I can travel with, be less careful. Yeah. So I got into that game. And of course, um, what, got In Country, Enemy Spotted Studios. That's their answer, their version of 20 to 30 minute. I haven't tried that one out. I'm still waiting for my starter pack from Kickstarter to come in. Yeah. Um, but the one gotten a couple games in is uh, Born from Ashes. Oh, yeah. That was... So that one, I only backed because he reached out to me. He lives in Santa Fe. So he's showing me how to play the game, and I, I backed it. And so it's like, you know, helping, like, a local designer. And he's trying to do, like, the Nick Evans approach. Like, yeah. one little book at a time, and someday. Which is great. I mean, it yeah. works. Um, and, you know, 
local games are great. We gotta yeah. support our local uh, creators because you know that's what really drives the community. Yeah. Well, I mean, Warhammer drives the community. So. Stop. I mean, <laughs> yes, very much so. But um, there's been shifts lately to more local games, more you know smaller indie games. So. Yeah. Well, Planet 28, second edition Planet came out. Yeah. yeah, I finally got my copy. I handed it to you, of course you got. I know. <laughs> well, that I I told Nick that that was nice to actually have, sell a two a two book um, Kickstarter pack. Yes. Because it's like, well, now I have a book. Does someone else want a book? Like, yeah. Why don't I just buy two books? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, two books because I mean, if you're gonna play something like that, you're probably gonna be the the herald of the game, and so you gotta, you know. And it's a nice hardback, too. I was really impressed. It's got a good hardback. You don't back. proselytize with one bite. You always have to have <laughs> two to get <laughs> That would be funny. I'd like to hear more about this. Oh, that's my only copy. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Can't help you out there. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's, let's talk about... We haven't talked about Last War because... That was you start doing. You start talking about doing World War One, mm-hmm. weird World War One. Yes, for uh, Forbidden Song. Yeah, well, it's Forbidden Song, Last War. That's their World War One yes. spin on th- off the base game. The grim, um, dark, dark future past. Well, World War One kept going, so it's like yes. Conflict Forty Seven. But I guess they couldn't call it Conflict Nineteen Twenty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's ghost tanks going around. Um, I've I've thought about saying, well, I already got the World War One stuff for um, Blood and Valor. Yeah, so I thought, well, I got some I got some German infantry off of you. So. Yeah, well, I bought way too much for <laughs> <laughs> Games Atlantic <laughs> because I like about them is they were plastic, so you can actually like cut them up and like put different stuff on them. Yes. which actually be very helpful for uh, Last War. Yes. Depending on like what you got to put on them, so I'm hoping to check out. Uh, there's a company called Scouts Out, mm-hmm. and so it's set for World War One, um, but it actually focuses on the trench warfare raids of 1917, 18, which Blood and Valor was supposed to do. But when you look at Blood and Valor, they take like War Games Atlantic or some of the stuff, like the basic stock, straight out of um, tr- basic training, uniforms and everything. But this guy said, you know, there's all these photos of, like, how people adapted in the field and what snipers wore. So, like, this funny full-body armor, and some guys were actually, like, carrying shields around. Yeah. So he actually makes the miniatures of, like, guys in gas masks with shields and, like, breastplates. It's super like, cool. And there's photos of these guys. So it's like, that would be hard to kit bash. Why don't I just buy, buy that for yeah. me? So that, that would fit in really well with... <laughs> No, Last I have the, yeah, the German infantry, and then I have gas mask heads for them because, you know. Well, that's the nice thing about that set is, like, they had, like, what, three different head options in yes. the War Games Atlantic set, so it's, like, more than you could ever, ever use Yeah, in there. exactly. But I also bought up a whole bunch of other ones with just the gas mask, the oh, World War I gas mask. There was that guy. He came to the flea market. Yeah, he I did that. Yeah, I, well, that's where I got some of the more weirder World War One stuff because yes. he had the guys running those... Riding those funny-looking ostrich, ostrich, well, and the those floating are tank. For, uh, not Planet Twenty Eight, um, Turn of Twenty Eight. But they're World War One themed. 
Turner Twenty Eight aren't because they're they're carrying guns and it had a Turner floating 28 tank. Twenty Eight is kind of weird. World War One. No, Turner Twenty Eight is weird Napoleonic. Yes. Okay. You're right. Yes. So I mean, it was for everything. With snails. Yes. <laughs> With snails and fungus and just a whole bunch of cool things. <laughs> but um, so. Are you still doing Blood Bowl? Like you got through one season, did the uh, did the community will, fall apart? No, the community is going. The okay. community grew. That is like we, we are we are starting a new uh, uh, league here in a couple weeks, and I think we got like eight more than we started with last time, um, which is amazing. Um, I will not, uh, kickoff is actually this Saturday, which I will also miss because I'm working. Um, so, um, I don't know if I'll be playing as much as I did last time. Um, but the community has just exploded for it. Um, I did it. I played, you know, I I put a year into it and played the entire thing. So that was cool. Um, but I'm going to focus on, I think I'm going to focus on other games this year. Okay. So we got some games of Necromunda. Are you going to still roll with that? Because that community's gotten bigger. That has. I think I'm going to move away from my Vansar and dive into the Nomads. Okay, so the um, Ash Waste. Because yeah. that's, that's one we haven't talked about that. Since last time we talked, I said I wanted to see Spirers. They went into the Ash Waste. Yep. Uh, so Necromunda, Ash Waste. So it's kind of taking that um, underworld's approach of where there's different geographical areas. Yes. So I I was looking at the map and saying, where would they go after the Ashways? And it's like, you know, they have on this map a road that goes under the water. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see where we'll see where that goes. Um, but yeah, I I've kept going with the Ashways. I haven't gotten a game of Ashways because it's still. Doing underhive stuff, yeah, in the local community. But I've got uh, the ridge hauler all painted up, so I'm I'm ready to go on that when I actually get a feel for like some of the vehicle rules. But like the yes. whole Mad Max approach has been, I think, brought more people into it. Oh, I definitely think because so. it's like they they got build your own vehicle rules. Yes, which I know people. Oh, especially in like the orc community and. Uh, the chaos, yeah, I mean, you can take any vehicle from 40k and just slap it into the game. Pretty dang cool. Well, they, um, I know that's a lot of people are going to be buying those uh, Cadian walkers when like the new walker comes out yep. for the Cadians. There's going to be all these old Cadian walkers that are going to like hit eBay and there's going to be Necromunda <laughs> people and said, like, it can right, be crap. Be that actually is a plus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I'm keeping going with Necromunda. Um, I'll keep keep building the ultra modern, and BPRE will be the game I play when I travel around. Yeah. I don't know if I have it in me to champion it locally. Championing more than one game with my work schedule is tough. Yes. Uh, Silver Bayonet. We'll have to. You know that that's a. That's a, game that's, a fine, that's a fine wine. It's not going anywhere apparently. No. no they keep releasing. Not. You know what? And it's a manageable release schedule. One yes. book a year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> One wave of miniatures a year. Like, okay, you can deal with that. Um, I have thought about Steel Rifts, 
now that they have a starter pack with the full rule book yes. in it. And 15 millimeter, like Far Future, it's just exploded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, you can find anything for that right now. Well, I, I think last year we interviewed, like, the guy, uh, Crystallum, but since then, like, Laser, Lazy Forger has uh, full-spectrum dominance. Mm-hmm. Um, Steel Rifts is on mechs, but I'm sure at some point... I think Ash there, made a comment. It'll expand infantry and there tanks. Is. Yeah, there, there's there, there is another whole part of the game. I can't remember what it's called. It's still something. I don't know if it, I, I know. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. But there is an infantry and like tanks and you know small like the smaller scale. Okay. Um, that's that's gonna go with it. Well, it brings up like when we started this. It's like would I go into anything below or above twenty eight? And so we violated that with MCP and yeah. Batman. Like, okay. Um, I've got the Epic, so 13.5 millimeters, because that's fun. Uh, but it's like, with so many far future 15 millimeter games now, and they're all miniature agnostic. Like, they have lines of miniatures, but yes. they straight out say miniature agnostic. So it's like, Even should Battletech. I get Yeah. Uh, well, Battletech's really exploded on like the custom special stuff going on. Like um like Ares Games miniatures and Death Ray designs making like the stuff Catalyst won't make or yes. Iron Winds won't make, so, uh, yeah, it's like I haven't pulled the trigger. I think I bought some of the rule books. I just haven't bought the models. Yeah. Um, I haven't decided how I'm going to come out on the model side there. Yeah, same. Because yeah, you still have steel rifts, and I you were going to magnetize all those options. That's. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that plan is done. <laughs> Maybe. Some of the bigger, like, arms. But definitely not all the tiny little options. There's a lot of tiny little options. Yeah. That, I think, like, with Necromunda, or, like, other when people say, well, we'll magnetize. It's like, Will you? what do you do with... I did that on a lot of my, like, ultramarine stuff, like the tanks. Because that retributor tank, that's not cheap. No. And so I'm not gluing the rocket pods versus the yeah, heavy no, bolters. You just click it all on. Yeah. But the thing you find is like, where am I going to store in my traveling case? All of the extra little bits. bits. Yep. So you have to design your case with the idea like, okay, there's going to be extra bits. And you might tolerate that for a tank. Like for one thing. But for 12, 12 guys to have eight different options, each guy. I just, I went through and just glued everything that was like single miniatures. Like, you know, it'd be cheaper for me just to buy you again, paint you again, then when I lose your little arm, they're like, where is his bolt pistol? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the, like, the, because uh, with Still Rift, some of the bigger ones have, like, multiple arm options. And it's like, one of them is, you know, close combat, and the other one's, you know, uh, uh, ranged. And it's like, yeah, I want to sw- I want to be able to switch between those. But the ranged weapons is just, like, it's a fist, and you have different options you can throw on there what what kind of range weapon do you yeah want? it's just like oh, okay i'll just you know i'll, I'll pick one glue it and like okay there's yes, your yes you'll have ranged and you have close combat that's all i'm distinguishing between now <laughs> yeah I, you know i think that's a problem is um because i also bought the war cry set but i already had caradron overlords yes so i wanted it for the terrain because creepy trees and like skulls and trees and on the ground with walkways in between so okay use that ragnarok all day long yeah whatever i'll take the train do i really want the war cry specific 
guys. I haven't sold them off yet. I haven't decided. Do I want to necromundize them? Like, chuff off, off their little wrists and take the spare guns and, like, yeah. have to make a different Ash Waste gang out there or a scum, uh, scummer gang or something. Like, let me hold on to those. Yeah. I want the terrain. I like the boards. Boards are really nice in Warcry. Nice. Yeah. Those are very generic. You can stick that in anything. Yeah. yeah. I like the boards. Um, I even bought the catacomb boards. Oh, that was one thing. War Games Illustrated, they did uh, Silver Bayonet as a dungeon crawl. So that actually changed my perspective hmm. because it's like, okay. Because they have the flip books of where like you walk inside. You sell them here, those RPG. Yes. Yep. So I it's like... I was like, I really wish those RGB, RPG books would work with Sailor Bayonet. And then when I saw it played out, actually in tight confines, it's like, you know what? Now I, I now I see the vision. Yes. I, I finally get it. I see what's going on here. So that actually brought some more life. Like, I'll keep holding on to Silver Bayonet just because it'll become a dungeon crawler. Yes. And we'll see if he adds co-op solo play rules to yeah. that. I bet he will. I mean, I, all of his games are kind of made for that. You know, that, that's what the designer Born from Ashes, that's what his next release is going to be uh, co-op solo play because I think a lot of people, a lot of games, especially the skirmish ones, it's like auto-include now. Yeah. Co-op play. Yeah. Maybe not solo play because you can't get the monsters to work out right, but uh, definitely co-op play, yes. which was Blackstone Fortress. That was the nice thing yes, about that was, game. Yeah, it was co-op, which was nice. All right. Uh, we've gone over an hour. Is, am I missing anything here? Can you think? Oh, probably. But uh, I'm trying to. Let me now. I I touched all the models and like put them in different shelves. I'm trying to run down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Same. Yeah. Um, I'm. I might actually get into Kill Team 2.0. Me too. I've been thinking about it as well. Well, that not until the Naval Enforcer Breachers came out, because I'm going to put them on Necromunda bases. And I'm going to run them with the modified Enforcer runes from uh, White Dwarf 477. And then they'll still work in Kill Team. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And see, I was thinking of the Geller Pox. Yeah, you bought the Geller Pox Infected. I, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't? No, I didn't. They, uh, uh, I was thinking about it, and I got them in the store. But somebody ordered them, and I was like, all right, I'll just get them. Uh, it's not, they were just going to go on the shelf anyways. Yeah, they were going to go home, slapped on the shelf, I'll get to it one day. Well, you know, I, I bought all the new Cadians, and then I sold them off. And it's like, what am I going to use? You know what? I'll buy these back at the swap meet when someone gives up on yeah. them. So I, I've got to go. I gotta start relying on people giving up more. You start. That's what I do. <laughs> I go in and I see, the, oh, you gave up on the game? All right. <laughs> You'll see your Geller Pox infected. Well, that, that's why I brought up the um, Cadian Walkers, is because one of the swap meets I went to right after Ash Waste came out, and then, um, what is it, Something Burning, the latest book, the, they had the vehicle design rules in there, and he just had stacks of Ogryn for his Cadian army, and he's yeah. getting, he had like 12 walkers. Like in various states. Uh, I did because I have brand new ones. Yeah, <laughs> in my closet, but I said, yeah. it's like, you should really try to sell these as Necromunda. Because um, Ogrins are allowed yeah. in um, Necromunda and Walkers are now. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter how poorly you assembled them, that's actually a that selling works. feature. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They're poorly painted, even better. Even better. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, 
gotta rely start relying on the swap meet more and it's like because i looked at some of the stuff i went through it's like i bought this like five years ago yeah i'm not gonna get rid of it but it's like should i have bought it five years ago yeah that's that's always when you're planning for the year new games come out and so they hijack the schedule but even stuff that are part of the plan and will always be part of the plan should i buy it or not because yes. what is going to be maintained long term by some of these miniature companies or what's going to be splash release? Yes. That's exactly. what really drives a lot of the buying. Because um, Gellerpox Infected, I mean, it's come out a couple different times. Yes. But can you rely on it? Like when you, uh, someday you'll want it. Maybe not now, but someday you'll want it. So how much should you dedicate to holding onto stuff that will yeah, be played exactly. into the future? See, it's like if I, when I really want it, I'll get it. But yeah. Until then, I'm fine. But will it be available when you really want it? Honestly, I actually have the entire thing. I have all the miniatures except for the three large miniatures. Which are what people wanted. Which are what people wanted when it first came out. And so I sold off for those ones, and now I have all the tiny little miniatures, which are perfect for other games. You know, it's like Swarm of Flies and Giant Grubs. and Yeah. All perfect for other games. So I kept all those. Um, but now, you know... Now I want to get back into that, and now I don't have the big miniatures. So I might just go on eBay and just see if I can find the big miniatures. Well, because one of them is actually um, in Necromunda. Like they have, I forget which one it's called, but there's like a book where you can tell they're talking about that miniature. Oh, okay. And they also have like UR101 or something from Blackstone Fortress. Oh, yeah. It's like, how much do I want to buy that one guy to like throw in a game because you I'm don't. missing it? Yeah. I haven't even... When I'm being people we're still playing like the two by two basic intro. See, what I think is going to happen is they're going to release the Blackstone Fortress characters as a kill team because they did the Euclidean Star Striders. Yes, and I can see the Blackstone Fortress being like another team. Well, they had rules in 1.0. They came out in a white yeah, dwarf yeah, for them. Sure did. Yeah, so that's why I'm like. If they release those, I'll definitely grab those. Ones. Yeah. That's going to be a cool, that would be a cool yeah. team. I'll just swap on there. Because I painted them all up. So yeah. I actually have those painted. So it's like, I'll just swap Necromunda bases yep, on it. So you you're, Boom. you're my cool traders right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we, we should do these catch ups more often. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Uh, every quarter. Every quarter. Every quarter. Yeah. That's what we did last time. One quarter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just go. Just go around interviewing other people when I travel. I got I got to set up the interview schedules for this this year. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes. But you know, it work. Nice. No. I don't. Life and work. Yeah. Know. Well, you know, I, I don't do Patreon. I don't like I pay for all this myself because yep. I I imagine if I went to my CPA and said, yeah, I monetize my YouTube channel, and I sell stuff on eBay, and I have Patreon. I'm sure he would love me after oh, that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, time to earn your pay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so people give you money for free to talk to them. That's one way of thinking about it. It's a job. <laughs> I create content. But you know what? No matter what, it doesn't make up for the base salary. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's probably three people who get away with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure my bank would not appreciate me no. saying, you know what? I'm going to follow the dream, man. Live off the miniatures. My bank said, no, you're not doing no, that. Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, until we open that store, Brian. Until yes. we open that store. And 2025. 2025. That's... Or 24. 23. Uh, 
You started 25. Yeah. That's two more years. It's two more years. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Two more years. I think, I think, it, I think the atmosphere here would be good for that. Sawmill District. Do it. Pop it up. Yeah, that way I can walk down and get my Belgian waffles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can walk to work. <laughs> You can. Yeah, you can walk to work. Yeah, I would, uh, you know, you know, you know, I'm into this because I, I don't have to drive anywhere. You know, I, I've almost convinced my wife to think about going down there, but it's all she wants the two car garage. That's rare down there. That's rare down there. Yeah. I don't even have a garage. Yeah, a lot of the places don't even have garages. Yeah. But just, yeah. Uh, eh, yeah. We'll talk about opening a store later yes. on here. All right. So I, I think that's going to be it for us. Start of a new year. Um, old Army's new year. <laughs> Let's just finish new the one. Army's old year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, a, that's it for us at Mitchell Wargaming Labs. Um, I'm James. And I'm Brian. And we'll see you next time.